Overeen Nation. What is up, fans, family, and uh, everyone else? What's up, everyone? This is Mike, the host of Overeen Nation, the podcast for the Anchorage Wolverines. Uh, and we're still here. We're still in it. It's still playoffs. And uh, last Sunday's game was intense. We're going to talk about that. And uh, we've got some more news coming up. Like always, on my right, his right, my right as well, uh, we've got the uh, the one and only play-by-play, Mr. Isaac Smolden. What up, what up, everybody? Big weekend this last weekend. I think yeah. Anchorage can be very happy about where they're at, taking two games out of three, and they're in great position going down to Cloquet. Yes, sir. And uh, for those of you who've been asking, where's Danny? We've got him on the podcast, Mr. Danny Ramsey. What's up, man? You wanted the best. You got the best. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Thank you. I know I don't have that cool little catchphrase like Isaac. What up? What up? But I'm here. <laughs> Pretty no. sure that's Ryan Whitney's catchphrase, to be fair. Like, I think I definitely stole that. I think we need to do a segment called What is Danny doing? Uh, every time we call you, you are doing something. Last week and it was golf. What am I doing now? I'm changing the car battery on my woman's Jeep. There you go. <laughs> Had a kid. Well, not going to lie. I mean, Billy's probably going to end up doing the whole thing, but so I can talk to you guys. Billy's yeah. my brother. Yeah. How many brothers you got? It's called uh, Ramsey and Sons and a for, sister. Ramsey and Sons oh, for a reason. Ramsey and Sons. Yeah, it's but where did my sister son. fit into that, Isaac? Well, mm. I didn't realize that your family wasn't progressive enough to Ooh. figure that out, Danny. Maybe <laughs> are you, you telling talk me to that, your Are you telling that. me Bert wasn't prepared for a daughter? <laughs> That's exactly. Well, <laughs> is she the youngest? I'm not gonna. I'm she not gonna is the youngest. Okay, then that would. Yeah, I could. I could agree I, with that. I'm comment not, on Bert's what, Isaac? <laughs> all right, boys. All right. All right. Okay. Let's That's gonna see. be a technical go. foul. Technical. Two minutes. Uh, no. Anyways, um, I'm not gonna miss you this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know he might be there. He might be there. He won't be. Uh, he's going to be in the no, same. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there next Wednesday, Mike. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but for those of you who caught that Sunday game and watched it, because uh, we did get some comments that they were happy that the game was earlier. Uh, Sunday we played game. Three. Can we talk about Friday and Saturday first? I mean, uh, I guess like we'll, we'll there's a lot of there's a lot of lead up to I mean, Sunday. To I be mean, fair, Friday Saturday. You know, Friday we took it from them. Saturday they kind of no, yeah no, we won the right. first yeah we won the first game Saturday I mean the biggest thing they they said was they just they weren't in the right headspace they just weren't there uh, and, yeah. I mean you could see it they were barely there physically on Saturday <laughs> I mean I think the coach basically said as much in the end of the game interview I mean on Friday I mean first of all Friday me and Danny back in the booth back together again yep, yep. getting things done we had Marty coming in all weekend that was play fun. by play guy for the Wilderness yeah. Great dude, loves it. Great guy loves the game. Great kid loves the game. Yeah. Uh, we made some beautiful music together on that three-man <laughs> broadcast, so it was a lot of fun. Anchorage takes game one by a final score of four to one. Yeah. They actually were, I believe, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, there was no scoring in the first period. Yeah. And then, like, actually the first 39 minutes there was no scoring, and then Drake Albers gets a big shorthanded goal in his first game back in the playoffs. Uh, everything's hunky dory. All of a sudden, Minnesota ties it up with four seconds left in the period. So that was like 34 seconds after Albers goal. But then they anchors dominated the third period. Matt Johnson gets a shorty second shorthanded goal of the game. Hunter Bischoff adds one. Drake yep. Albers gets his second yep. on the empty net. And then, I mean, Saturday 
was pretty yeah, they, much as much of a disaster as you can have in the playoffs. They, they pulled their goalie Friday trying trying to catch up, and and it worked for a little bit. They didn't really get anything, but but I think there was one time we got the puck down there and it kind of went to the right of the goal. We thought it was going to be a goal, but it wasn't. And then uh, he took that last one and, and got it. So yeah, but, there was a lot of reverse jinxing that went uh, on Saturday. I mean, Danny, we were trying everything we could, but we need to get shirts that say "reverse jinx" on yeah, it or something. Seriously. That's like a bumper sticker. Talon was the only one that scored in that game. I mean, that was. That was a little disheartening, yeah. honestly, Dan. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about the first two games? Uh, well, I'm really glad that Anchorage came out buzzing in game one because essentially that, that felt like a must win just in the way, you know, Minnesota had a ton of momentum and Anchorage had, you know, a full week and a half off to rest. So, I mean, that's a big game to just get jumping right into it. And what a big win there for Anchorage. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering, that was the question I was asking a bunch of the guys before the game in, like, our interviews and stuff was, hey, is the week off, like, an advantage or is it a disadvantage? Because Minnesota won three games in a row the weekend before to even make it to round two. And honestly, I was very surprised without, like, what both teams looked like through that game. I mean... Well, I feel like if you were to poll, like, 100 people and ask that question... You know, if it's nice to have that week off or go right into it, yeah. riding momentum, I feel like it would just be a 50-50 split. Like, so, it's just so many people have their perspective on it, and Anchorage seemed to handle it nicely and have a nice game one. But now, game two, Saturday, was ugly. Yeah. Ugly. And I mean, going back to, like, the, like, really quick on that, as far as, like, the rest versus going in with momentum – I think maybe Anchorage would have preferred momentum, except for the fact that there were so many guys banged up after that first yeah. series. Even like down in Springfield, there's a bunch of guys going through like illness and injuries. So I think I, that ended up working out to their that, favor. That week saved them. I think that week saved them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but, it would probably have been detrimental if they would have went right into another game. Yeah, game two, uh, Minnesota takes it. Honestly, even in the first period, there's a little bit where it's back and forth, but I don't think there was really more any more than a couple shifts that Anchorage could string together at a time. I mean, Danny, I mean it just felt like they, yeah. like Minnesota was controlling play what was, the majority what, of the way through. What were the shots for that whole game? Uh, I believe it came out to only 27 for the Wilderness, but just 22 for Anchorage. Okay. They got outshot 9-2 to two in the first period. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, Rathen was taking a lot of shots that first period or two. A lot of shots. And, uh, you know, I think, what was it, the th- third period they, they switched them out? I think. Yep. Start of the third, so yeah. it all went in. And, and I, I yeah, think- that game too. Um, I'm sure just from game one, Anchorage. I mean, the boys had to be super tired. And, you know, you, you practice all for that week leading up to it. You try to mimic that game speed, and then they they end up doing it in game one and getting the win. And then game two, I'm sure, like part of the reason they came out flat is just you're so exhausted from that first game. You're not used to that speed yet. Yeah, they probably thought they had it in the bag too. I mean, do you think do you think uh complacency kind of got a touch? I mean, is that well, they won four games in a row. Yeah. I definitely think that complacency might have been a part of it. I will say that's a great coaching decision by the Wolverines coaching staff putting in Shane. I mean, you know, obviously he hasn't got the start in any of the playoff games, but definitely knew his role and like performed admirably. Yeah. He made a couple really nice saves there in the third period. Hmm, Isaac, do you think maybe the wilderness should have also looked at that? <laughs> we'll get to that. Backup we will, we will get to that. We will get to that. <laughs> maybe, no maybe spoilers. Look to the other side of the rink, bud. No it spoilers. I mean, yeah, they, but yeah, Shane, can. I mean, it, it's obviously tough when you're 
Um, when I think both of our goalies had a really good season overall and Rathan just towards that last couple months, um, cause for a little bit, for a little bit, I thought it was going to be Shane going into the playoffs. There was a stretch really? in like January and February where he was the better goaltender, but I think Rathan kind of edged him out there late, especially because of all the home games. Rathan, mm. he just plays so well at home. I his, feel like his like regiment, his gaming mindset regiment is just crazy it is just crazy the what, what like if you ever watch him get ready for a game it, you just you just sit there and go i wonder what is going through his mind yeah, it, it's crazy. So, mike does everyone listening know that your kid's a goalie uh your goalie I, da- your goalie dad yeah and i've mentioned it a couple times and i was going to make a comment about that because uh you know kyle's done that before kyle's really really good on some of the games but the biggest thing i was going to say is you know when your goalie's not performing and you got to pull him out because you're just going to make it worse and right. they've done that with with kyle before is he's been super strong and he saves like 30 something shots in a game and they win it but the next day they play he lets the first two goals in and you're like nope it's not his day you He's know done. I'll I'll push back on that a little bit I don't really think too many of the goals I'd put on the goaltending in that game uh maybe goal number five Shane would want back but he came in cold into a third period when the yeah. team was down four to one I'm not gonna put yeah that on and him. the other team was just rolling oh and they were just rolling they, right exactly exactly yeah. so so and I don't even think that Ray got pulled because he was playing bad. He got no. pulled because they knew that they were going to go back to him for game three. There's that as well. And why are you leaving your you know why are you leaving your goalie in to get yeah. shelled when the team's exactly. not performing? Why would in front you of do him? that? It would just be so silly to do that. Okay, uh, no, I, I, I feel like you're I feel like you're trying to push me to talk about Sunday. <laughs> so based uh, on I mean, like <laughs> what what kind of dummies would leave the goalie in just to get wrecked? Okay, I mean, just, listen, okay, I've been Danny. in that spot before. So, Kyle's been in that spot before, and we're like, why are you? leaving him in there take him out it's so ridiculous. God, game, even the hockey dads understand game three <laughs> game three gentlemen uh anchorage comes out scores a minute and 21 in go up one to zero they look way better through the first period but then the old mango tango jared mangan gets one to tie the game up at one then 46 seconds into the start of the second period the wilderness take the lead would be the only time they led in the game uh, but honestly, it was a you know it was a little bit tense there. It was kind of that question of okay, well, you know, Anchorage kind of rolled over last night after they started to get scored, and what are they going to do here? But they responded way better on the second period. The the rest of the second period was all Anchorage. Uh, yeah. Colton Friesen gets his first of the playoffs. Cameron picks up another assist. Rathen picks up an assist. That was that long stretch pass on the power play after Anchorage's power play had really been a little you know kind of anemic that whole this whole series so far and the whole playoffs even. Uh, but then Bischoff late in the period gets his third goal of the playoffs also on the power play. Anchorage is two for three. And uh, Matt Smith, I mean, he's so good yep. in net. He is so good. I mean, good. he showed he was, it game one. He, he was good all I series. Mean, he was good all series. He held his team in it. But, I mean, Rojo of the Wilderness went sliding into him. That was banged up. And Danny, I mean, he was looking even a little bit banged up in some of the other games. But Anchorage really wasn't challenging him at all. I mean, there wasn't a ton of rebounds in front. There wasn't a ton of traffic. And even when they were down in game three, I mean, they were just throwing everything towards the net. There was guys banging away in front. They had 15 shots in the first period and only scored one goal. I mean, Smith was trying to hold him in, but he faces... I think 21 shots through the first two periods. And on that third goal, I mean, I don't think he ever had full control of the puck. 
and he, I think one of his defensemen maybe takes a step back into him, and he's getting jostled around, and, like, he well, had to hobble off well, of the ice. It was not a good sight, because you never... Well, and to start the game, I mean, he... that their defenseman back-checking slid from the hash marks in and just completely wrecked him. I and thought he, he, laid, he, laid, right there. There. he laid there for a few yeah. seconds, like so straight out. I was like, did he get knocked out? Yeah, we talked about it on the broadcast. Yeah. We were like, okay, so maybe take him out. It's like the game just started. Your goalie's hurt. <laughs> Your goalie's laying we there. Just talked, we just talked about why would you leave him in, and then they actually leave him in, and then he ends up getting even more hurt later on in the game. But like, let me let me let me ask you this cuz this goes back to what Isaac just said is they didn't really put too they didn't do too many rebound shots or up close shots. They you know, they took all all shots from the, the point, but you know, I I tell tell this to my son all the time. Goalies have weak spots, and a lot of the times the coaches will find out what that weak spot is and tell the players to go for it. So, do you think that Smith's weak spot was um shooting from the point? Or I don't do you, think that any goalie has like, well, hit the top of the crab for massive damage. No, like, no, I mean, I mean, video like video game weaknesses. Some some guys, I some, think some goalies you can trick. You, they they fall easy to tricks. Like you can pull them to the left, and sometimes they don't see. Or I mean, there's certain goalies out there you can really. I think it was just more Smith was banged up from the moment the series started because Minnesota had to ride him so hard. I mean, that's a big reason why they were so hot. He was playing out of his mind. Then they rode him crazy hard through the first round, a round where they play five games. He looks banged up going into the series. He's on game eight. He's got his defenseman smashing into him in front, which, like, not on purpose. I mean, Rojo's going for a back check on that one play, and he just goes down and slides right into him. But, I mean, he just looked he just looked injured the whole night, and finally after the third goal, he goes down, and they have to hobble him off the ice. And then the question is, like, well, now you have Kraus coming in. He hasn't started a game I think the last time he played was in the 7-1 loss against Fairbanks, kind of a similar situation to where Shane goes in, where they're just trying to save Smith. I was almost, you know, Danny, talking about pulling the goalie, I thought this is where you were going with that. I was surprised they left him in in game two. I thought they were going to pull him for Kraus when they went up like 5-1, to one just yeah. to, you know, just to try to save him for game three. Well, here's my question to Danny, because Danny, you're a coach. <laughs> Why would you leave a goalie yeah. in like that? In that game two, no the the he oh in game the three, three yeah oh I just wouldn't I well, just think the Minnesota coach is a, a well muppet. hold on let me let me play little devil's advocate here because here's what I'm thinking happened I'm thinking that I mean you you have to play for game four there I mean like yeah but hopefully what, you can try to save your goal like that game three when he got hurt is a complete toss up just hope hopefully your goalie can ride it out which he did he got it to double overtime the only goal of the game is off the back. I mean, he did yeah. a nice job. It, it, his team, if anything, the the team on the ice was the people letting down the team, not the not the goalie. I well, mean, no, he did his job. No, I'm saying I'm saying when Smith got injured, I mean, um, okay, so I'm, to I'm be, wondering to be fair to the Minnesota Wilderness coaching staff and to Smith, yeah, the reason he stayed in is because he wanted to stay in. That's I what mean, I was. That's talked, where I was going. We talked to Marty, and he had gotten injured, I think, in Fairbanks. And he had refused to come out. I that's mean, that's where I was, just a hockey player right there. That's where I was going with that question. And I was trying to get Danny well, to he's answer not, because, you know, you get well, players yeah, like, I want to stay in. I'm but, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And because we saw right before he got pulled out of the game, he was actually down on the ice uh, a few minutes earlier. The, 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 staff came over and he basically got up and stood up, but you could see him crouching over play began again. And then a few minutes later, he couldn't take it and got off the ice. So I think he was pushing himself and pushing and pushing because he wanted to be in. That's what I think. Well, 
even if that is the case, I mean, all he did was let his team down by getting more hurt. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's just an unfortunate. It's just an unfortunate thing to happen because yeah. he's a great goalie, and then mm-hmm. he kind of just steward his, you know, he steward him, his team by just trying to tough it out. I, I get it. Like you said, every, every hockey player is tough, and they want to stay in. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm to be fair, sure. I don't know. I don't know even if he didn't take, you know, whatever. I, I and I'm still not sure going back and watching it what happened on that third goal that finally set it off. I mean. I don't know if he would have been able to stay in that series past game three, regardless the way that he was, yeah. um, the way that he was down. And then the storyline becomes, this is what I was getting to. The storyline becomes like, okay, oh my gosh, are the wilderness going to lose game three? Cause they had to put in a cold tendy. Like that's brutal. Like, would we take that win? Yeah. Wins a win, especially in the playoffs. Who cares? But it's just like, man, like that's a sucky way for that to end. Let me but ask then Kraus comes out. And like you said, Danny, he doesn't let one in until overtime. I yeah. mean, for a goalie to come in cold like that and pitch uh, all of the third period, and then spoiler alert, the game goes into overtime, Anchorage dominates in overtime. They outshot the Wilderness 11-2 to in the first overtime. Spoiler alert, it goes into extra, into another overtime, into double overtime. <laughs> double. But, I mean, Anchorage outshot them 11-2 to in the second, 10-7 to in the third, and I think Smith, or excuse me, Kraus had to stop two at the end of the second. So he's facing something like 23 shots going into yeah, double and overtime. Those two at the end of the second were on a power play that was super hot. The, the reason Smith got out was it was a bunch of down low action on that power play. And he ended up going up and down, up and down. And then he just, you know, he got hurt and got out. And Kraus goes right in there for, I think it was like a minute 24 for a power play to end that period. And he did such a nice job hanging in there. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I see what you're saying about being cold, but at the same time, look at it as he's fresh. He's no, fresh. No, not with goals. not in a game that that's intense. Hundred really, hundred percent, Danny. Like you're you're a you goaltender coming into everything. a playoff game, and you're getting peppered like that through not only the third period but overtime. Fresh is. I, I don't care how fresh you are. You are ice cold. And I that mean, is that a huge accomplishment. Game. Yeah. Well, uh, let me let me ask this question then. Uh, if uh, we don't know the extent of any injuries that Smith may have, um, if any at all, but uh, asking this from a outsider's perspective because I never played uh, in the Nall or anything like that. But uh, what what's going to happen? Are they going to have? Are they? Do they have a backup goalie? Are they going to pull from someone else? Are they, or what are they? What's going to happen? You know, I'm not sure what the exact rules as far as tenders are. Um, like, obviously, Peyton Van Because you have to have him. He's a tender next year. Um, I mean, you have to so have two according to the rules, right? Well, correct. So, if Smith is too injured to suit up, um, which, you know, and and props to him if he's going to try to come through and, and tough it out for game four and then possibly game five, the way he was, the way he got off the ice after that game three, I'd be shocked if he came back for <laughs> yeah. game four. Like I think, yeah. I think at this point, and even if he did want to come back for game four, Kraus plays so well through the rest of game three. I mean, yeah, I think put you, him in. I, I think mean, you have to put him in. Yeah. I mean, you you run the risk of kind of a Connor Ingram thing. Hey, by the way, Mike, your team sucks. The Preds got swept by my team. Oh come Avs on, get wrecked. Come yeah, on. I mean, but it's, it's all because in. you're wearing your lucky Av socks right now. I am wearing my lucky Av socks. <laughs> I mean, Ingram comes in in game two, I believe it is in that series in the show. He makes something like 49 saves on 51 shots, almost steals a game for the Preds at Ball Arena in Colorado. What do they lead the season now? But then he comes out net. What? What do they lead the season now? They were in playoffs, right? Yeah. So 
They've already played. You can't get swept if you're in the regular season. Mike, they got swept. They're done. Mike, you oh, need oh, help. Oh, oh, oh. Mike, Sorry. I didn't hear you. Done, Mike, listen, I didn't done. hear you say swept. Done. Game <laughs> over. Game oh, over. You lose. Do you remember, Mike, <laughs> Good when day, we sir. swept Springfield? Yes, yes. Like uh, listen, that, that's listen. the same thing that happened, but in the NHL. In my defense, I didn't hear him say <laughs> swept, all right? Sorry. Yeah, your team, no play, no more. No uh, play, no more. So, But then my point is, in game three, Ingram comes out and he gets shelled. I mean, Avs won like 7-3 or something Ugh, nuts like disgusting. that. Uh, and his save percentage was absolute dog water. It was awful. So, you know, I I don't want to see that from Kraus because I want that this series has been so good so far. It's been so close. That's the last thing I want. I want him to play well, and then I want the Wolverines to just still beat him anyway. But it's it's going to be tough. I do I would hate to be in the shoes of the wilderness coaching staff right now because they are in a tough I think they're shaking in their spot. boots. I mean I mean they've only got to win two games cuz well, we only have to win one. Correct. They have uh, to win two. Here's the thing and we can kind of I guess start to pivot towards talking yeah. about game 4. Yeah. Uh don't know if you know this but the Minnesota Wilderness are undefeated at home in the playoffs this season. Ugh. Remember that thing where we all thought we were going to Fairbanks last week? Yeah, it turns out that's <laughs> not a thing because the Wilderness had Fairbanks come down to their barn and they took care of business. I remember telling Danny, I said, "I will not like believe that we are, you know, I won't be 100% sure that we're moving on to the semifinal round of the Robertson Cup playoffs until the final horn like blows and we are we have more goals on the scoreboard than they do. Like we could be up seven to rip with five minutes left in the third period. I still would not count the Minnesota Wilderness out. They took the number one seed in the Midwest Division, who was mm-hmm. the number one seed pretty much all season, and they beat them three games in a row in their barn, which was rocking. They took care of business. They were the better team in four out of five games of that series. They were the better team in game one against Fairbanks. They just had like maybe two or three bad defensive plays that end up costing them that game. But we just got to look. We just got to look at the fact of what Mike said on the last podcast, where he's just super excited to be where we are today. You know, the fact that we're a brand well, new no, franchise. Also screw that. Also screw that. You're in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it's super cool to be where we're at. That's like after the season thing. Uh, they are up two games to one. They need to win this game. Like, that is, I don't, yeah, it's super cool. Like, they're in the playoffs. That's great. Like, congrats. They made it to round two. You're up two games to one. It's time to put the foot on the throat. Well, we'll like, see what happens. Take, we'll grab your opponent by your head, put his mouth on the curb, and then curb stomp them. You were up two <laughs> listen, games listen, to one. We don't need 10-minute misconducts over here. <laughs> like, you can be you can be excited about how you made it to the playoffs in the first place in your first year after the season. You know what's sure. better than being excited that you made it to the playoffs winning the Robertson Cup? Like, period, end of story. And this team's good enough to do it. They've proved that they're good enough to do it. The way they played Minnesota in the first game, the way they played Minnesota in the, not second game, the third game, uh, but the fact that they took care of Springfield at home, the fact that they have been the better team in so many of the games that they've played this season, the fact that they beat Minnesota two games out of three, and were absolutely buzzing around the ice for the majority of those three games, uh, most of game two notwithstanding. But they've shown that they have the ability to put together a winning formula and execute on it. Mm -hmm. Now, the key is going to be doing that in ideally game four, but if Minnesota pulls one out, which, I again, I think they are also just as capable. They're a crazy structured team. They have the skill. They also have the structure to back it up. 
they have the goaltending, even if Matt Smith is out. I mean, Kraus showed that with his performance in the third period and both overtimes. The only reason Anchorage scored is because Friesen makes a great play from behind the goal line. It, like, but I hits still the back don't head. know how he saw. He was doing advanced geometry and calculus to calculate <laughs> how he was going to put that puck into the net. But, I mean, Minnesota and Anchorage, I honestly believe 100%. I mean, obviously, they deserve to be there. They're there. But I think that these two teams were unironically, and I'm being 100% honest, they were the best teams, I'm not going to say all season, but in the season as a whole, I think that they were the two best teams to come out of the Midwest Conference, regardless of what seed they were going into the playoffs. And so this game, game four, is going to be a huge test for the Wolverines because if they want to continue moving forward, if they want to do better than just hey, we made the semifinals in our first year, isn't that cool? If they want to win the semifinals and then go on to the Robertson Cup final, I think game three, you know, Danny, we talked about how this is a must-win game for the Wolverines, and I'll stand by that. If they had lost that game, I'm not feeling confident in their chances going down to Cloquet because I think Minnesota has been too good at home throughout the playoffs in the first round for you to... um, you know, for you to bank on, oh, let's just sweep them at home. No, you got to go down there yeah. just needing to win a game. I mean, we talked about that. Yeah, I don't think the boys would be too excited either. I mean, if they're if they got to win two in a row down there, I mean, I, that's a pretty tough task there after watching what they did to Fairbanks. Right. In, interesting fact, and this came from Marty on the broadcast. He said that they hold the record for the longest game in the playoff history of the Null. Yeah. What was it, like four or five overtimes? Four overtimes. Thank goodness we didn't get that long. (laughs) But it's two games. But the now you just have to win one. Yep. Like, you have two chances to win one game. Yeah, very doable. Very doable. I mean... Let's let's run through some situations here real quick before we got to go because we're getting pretty close. So, situation one, they go down, they win the first game, that's done, right? They come back, boom, right? Well, no, they don't come back. They stay down in Minnesota. Oh, that's right, because then, then they, they go to the... They go on to the semifinal uh, round. So Friday Friday night, 4.15 Alaska time. Oof. At 7.15 Central. Which I believe there's going to be a watch party for watch that. Watch party at the Blue Line. Blue Line, yeah. Uh, Blue Liners Pub in uh, at the Subway Center. I'll be there. Not the Subway yeah. Center. O'Malley Center. Whatever it's called now. Uh <laughs> Then Saturday, if needed, game five, I, same time, uh, 4.15 Alaska time, 7.15 Central. I mean, Danny, what? Let, let me ask you a question. How much of a must-win game is game four? Relative to game three, yes. Relative to game three, relative to game five. And obviously, like, well, you don't need to win. You could just win on game five. I know that. I'm asking you. Momentum-wise, mentality-wise, do you think that the Wolverines need to win game four to move on in this series? Honestly, I don't. I do not. I think they, I mean, they're going to have a nice week of practice, I'm sure. They're getting down there. I think they left yesterday morning or this morning. I mean, I think they're going to be just fine. I mean, the games have been so tight, minus that game two. But, I mean, so game one and game three, I mean, they're just so close of games. I mean, it's. It's anyone's it's anyone's game, and I think the the winner of game four will not decide who's winning this series. So I mean, obviously, well, it would if we it, wait. but yeah, but I just think it's such 
such close hockey, I think it's going to be a good match. I think Anchorage can still pull it out if they lose that first game. And they just – they rally together. I mean, they've done a nice job. I don't think – they haven't lost back-to-back games in quite some time. I mean, they finished out the regular season sweeping the Magicians, and they sweep Springfield, and then they – they have this nice series going on now and up right. two to one. I mean, they have a ton of momentum. I think they, they just have a good, uh, they have a good mojo going on in that locker room. And I think they, they know what they're doing and I don't think they're afraid to lose that first game. Obviously they're going to leave it all out trying to get it done game four. Well, I think that, I think that what it comes down to is you can lose a close game on game four. If it's a, you know, if you end up losing uh, and you play like you did in game three and then you lose the game in OT or, or by a couple goals or something like that, like, I think that they'll still feel good going into game five. And what I'm worried about is if you have a loss like you do in game two and yeah, you're on the road. Yeah, that's just beating. I mean, right. am, I losing, some, am I missing something here? A lot. Am I missing something here? It's I best don't know. It's best I don't out know. Of, Are you? It's best out of five, right? Yeah, that's why so, I said yeah. so, that's so hold why on. I said that obviously. Hold, hold if, on. If we win one game, you said there's a potential to go to a fit of my fit? no i'm gonna okay i am missing something for the fans to know you are not a math guy <laughs> no Your i'm not numbers, a math guy mike we're, we're the talking crunching like of the numbers do this not is, work. This is all about... listen i was listening to that long-winded talk he just had because he was getting everything off his chest or whatever and i was like wait did he just no he didn't say that like because no, i was talking we're talking outside. like we're talking like mentality wise yeah, okay. obviously okay. if they win a game they're moving forward i was gonna they don't say. need to win game four i, I obviously was missing something. we're, we're mike, talking from like and... a, a emotional and a moment why are you standpoint. two coming at me here come on bro just wait me and Isaac will build you a graphic for it so you can understand. <laughs> would you like that? Uh, well, your graphic building would probably be color crayons and a white sheet of paper, so sure. I was going to go buy some Legos, orange <laughs> and blue. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, sure. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, Danny. And the one the one thing I'm worried about is, is they just have to go into game four, and regardless of if they win or lose, they have to put a good showing out there. You can't have another game like you did in game two. And I don't believe. Yeah, that they, they will. can't be. They can't be working out any kinks in Game Five. I mean, if they're gonna lose Game Four, they have to lose it the right way. I mean, play your heart out. Just Minnesota got that that one other bounce that puts them ahead. So right. I and, agree with you. And there, the, re- the reason I ask you is because I think for myself and and for you as well, based off our conversations, I think we had this going to uh, five games. I mean, I, like going into that? the series. I th- I don't wish that, Mike, <laughs> uh, but I'm just telling oh, okay. you. Like, Why would these, you think that? Oh. Well, because these two teams are very, very good yeah. hockey clubs, and they've played each other close all season. They were 3-3-0 and against each other in the regular season. Um, you know, can Anchorage get it done in game four? Absolutely. But, you know, Minnesota is going to come out like a bat out of hell, scratching and clawing their way to stay in this series just like they did against Fairbanks. Well, I think the deciding factors are going to be who's in net, and what kind yep. of other injuries they have. Because I think I think Neil got hurt as well. And I just look at our roster. I know we lost Psychos and Albers, and I don't know if they're gone for, for good, but we have pretty good depth. I mean, all our guys have played quite a few games all season. I don't know what Minnesota's depth is. Well, so that's what I was going to come gonna down say. to lineup. Start, I was going to say know, the same see thing. what's going on. I was going to say the same thing. I'm pretty sure it's going to come down to who's in their lineup. You know, now that, now that you've got – a few guys here and there that are banged up, it's going to come down the lineup. But yeah, and the other thing is, you got to make sure that through that series, you can't get too banged up too. Because even though you can't look past the wilderness right now, uh, you know you can't get suspended. That's in you the back of your head injured. for sure. Right. right. 
Yeah. Well, with that, guys, we've reached the 30-minute mark of the podcast. We've had a lot to talk about, and we're super excited about the next upcoming game, which is going to be Friday on Hockey TV. Isaac will be traveling down there, so he will be play-by-play. Unfortunately, Danny will not be there this time. Uh, but, Blue line. Uh, well, we'll be at the Blue Line. Yeah, go show up for the watch party. It's uh, uh, sounded like it was a lot of fun last time. So. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun there. They do raffles. You can win free stuff. They do. They were giving a, ga- a gaming chair away last time. It was a monster gaming chair. They had some really cool stuff. So, but like always, guys, go on the website, try, follow the schedule. We're still in it. We're still here. We're still playing. Uh, for Isaac, Danny, and myself, go Wolverines.